Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of What's Trending, where we discuss marketing trends, news, and anything fun that's happening in marketing. Today, we have three people on this. One, Aiden, the king of memes, a fellow Gen Z, giving all Gen Z talk, Gen Z slang, things we don't understand. We have Ari Murray, aka Wifey, aka the queen of luxury, aka the D to C girly. And we have me, your fellow marketing millennial, moderating this today. It's going to be a fun episode, ready to dive in. The first thing we're going to dive into is the Buffalo Wild Wings campaign. Aiden, I know you're a super football fan. Tell me how, what do you think about the new Buffalo Wild Wings campaign? Maybe give a little bit of example of what they're doing right now, but what do you think about it? So I actually saw this on Twitter and just for like context for everybody, the campaign is a flying buffalo with the voice, I think, of the former AT&T spokesman. So it's a familiar voice and it's a, it's a flying buffalo inside of Buffalo Wild Wings, watching sports, drinking beer, eating nachos just as any Buffalo Wild Wing goer would. And I really think it embodies their ideal customer. And I think they're speaking to their ideal customer. And I also just think, and I know Ari and Daniel could touch onto this, how mascots are often overlooked, but still effective. I think also on the Buffalo Wild Wing side is their goal of this campaign is to bring people back into bars to watch sports, to drink beer, to have fun with their peers. Also, the timing of the campaign football season starts this week with college football and NFL next week. So this is an exciting new campaign that's coming up. But it's always good to have a mascot that people can relate to. People can people know Buffalo Wild Wings for their Buffalo. So it's good to put now like a I get a voice to the Buffalo, um, which is cool to see. But Ari, anything anything you want to add on to this? My favorite part is that it's still cute. Like he's supposed to be like this douchey frat Buffalo boy, but he's actually cute and it's not a scary Buffalo. I do think it's crazy. It took them so long to put wings on a Buffalo and make it talk as Buffalo Wild Wings. It lends itself. I don't really understand why it's named Hank. I think that that is not, you know, maybe like Kyle or Craig. One of those names would have been better. Um, And I I looked it up and the voice is an SNL alum, which makes sense because it's familiar, but it's not like Morgan Freeman or someone who you for sure know where that came from. But to your point, Aiden, it's super familiar. So I give this an A+. I would love maybe for Hank to be short for Henry and to see like a different side of his personality as we enter the new season. But um, I think it's great. 
I get a lot of vibes and like similarities to the Dilly Dilly campaigns a little bit where they're kind of like, they make sense and they're kind of funny and they're pretty out there. Right, that's that's what I initially got from this campaign. Also, I like the point that, I mean, these are the type of people that go to bars. Like, I actually don't mind the name Hank. I think like, I think of like Hank the Tank going to down some beers at a, a bar. So I don't mind the name Hank for a tank of a buffalo. So I think it's a cool campaign. I think you all should check it out. It's a good way to bring Buffalo Wild Wings live, try to get more fans into bars to watch games this year. Remind people that Buffalo Wild Wings is a place to go and a destination to watch sports, get beers, and eat good wings. So I think it's great execution to bring that alive. The next topic I want to bring to the stage is LinkedIn added, finally added, I don't know, LinkedIn has not been great to creators in the past. People have been creating on it, but now they're adding a tag on your post where you can now have sponsored posts that says brand partnerships. Before you would have to, people weren't doing it or they would have to say hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored. Now it's more of an organic way to do it, just like a promoted post in the feed. So I think Finally, they added the new feature, but Ari, what do you think about LinkedIn finally adding this feature? I think it's a good idea. I think that obviously people are being paid to post things on LinkedIn and some people are being paid and they are being paid by big brands. And so for a long time, they've had these hashtags or brand partnerships notations, which in a way makes a ton of sense. And that's one way to do it. But There's also people that are paid to post on LinkedIn who don't play by the rules and who are not putting those posts and those tags and they're still doing it. And I think it's pretty misleading. And what I would love is the same way people used to do this on Instagram. They used to be paid for their posts and no one would call them on it and and like no one would go after them. I'm hoping that this is like a sign that it's going to be more even on LinkedIn and more responsibly done. Because if you're being paid for something, you should note that. Otherwise, you shouldn't be paid and you should just talk about it from the heart. And so I think it seems more fair. I think some of the criticism of it has to do with where they're putting the tag. And it seems like they're putting it right under your name where your title would normally be, which is kind of a sneaky place to put it, which is good because then your post won't do terribly. But it is, it's just interesting. Like, I, I don't know where I would have put it, but that doesn't seem like the most effective place. But Overall, I'm very pro because I sometimes am paid for posts on LinkedIn and every single time I play by the rules. So I like it. I'm with you there. I haven't been paid for a post yet. I don't have that clout, but I I think it also just like shows the power of micro influencers and like the rise of micro influencers because LinkedIn is comprised like compared to like YouTube and TikTok. It's a bunch of micro influencers. There's a couple huge influencers like Daniel and Ari, of course, but <laughs> but it just shows the the impact that micro influencers have and the authority they have within their niche and how effective they can be for your marketing efforts. That's where my head's at. I think LinkedIn is finally realizing that they need to start creating more things for creators on the platform and it's becoming more of a norm 
And it took them forever to do this, but they rolled out creator mode. They rolled out, rolled out creator partnerships. I think if they want to compete with the likes of TikTok and X and IG, they're going to have to start rolling out more things that creators can monetize to keep them on the platform. But I still think LinkedIn is the best platform for creators in terms of if you're trying to drive business for your company because it has high organic reach, business people chill out on it. So I'm glad they're finally adding more and more features to LinkedIn uh, to support creators. The next topic I want to go into is, and I'm going to talk to the queen of luxury of this and tell her what she thinks, Mm -hmm. but Chanel did something really interesting where they opened up a diner in New York and you would think diner, food, Am I going to get some diner food? But no, it actually is just to smell their perfume. So, Queen of Luxury, what is your take on Chanel's move here? So I don't love that nickname, but I will answer the question. I think that it is incredible, but I think it's more incredible because a diner for Chanel doesn't make sense, but a diner in Chanel's actual pink and actual green and in sort of a 1950s energy makes a ton of sense when you think about what perfume could do no matter where you are you can feel like you're somewhere else just from smell or i think that's what they're trying to say i think that it's super well done i wish they did it somewhere near me but they wouldn't because they're only going to do this in a major city that is perfect for their kind of icp but i really like it i don't sort of love Chanel perfume, but I love this for Chanel perfume, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just think it's a great way. I think Chanel number five has been the iconic perfume for a long time that's been in ads for a long time and represents like some old school actresses wearing it. And it's a great way to bring that. But they are serving ice cream, so at least they're serving something there. So it brings some sort of vibes to it. Is to have some ice cream. Well, I know Ari would love them to serve chili cheese fries, but they're not doing That's that. true. <laughs> I would prefer if it was like actual diner food, but I do think the ice cream's cute and I think they do a really good job of not popping up too often. So when they do, they have the energy to do something really creative, which this is. Aiden, what's your Gen Z take on the on this? I'm really not familiar with Chanel as a brand. So, and obviously their product is not for like someone like me, but the fact that they are hosting it in like one of the most luxurious neighborhoods in Brooklyn, um, which they're known for like these trendy things, it definitely works. But I kind of, if I see diner, I'm expecting food, but that's just me. Yeah. I just like, I just like when brands do creative pop-ups to experience their product i think this is like an experiential move for them i think people have done it well at say south by southwest shopify had creator mart which i thought was really smart at south by southwest so when anytime you can get a clientele to have a cool experience and experience your product in person i think that's always a a, in a good way to do something creative for your brand. It, they have blue 
vibrational, which is representational, um, which is clone. Ah, okay. See, that's how out of touch I am. I, I also admire just any brand like that. So this is their new fragrance, I believe. I don't think it's for anything new. I think it's just to celebrate what already exists. Yeah, I know. I know you're an Axe Body Spray guy. I know you're an Axe Body Old Spray spice. guy. So. Old Spice. Old, oh, Old Spice. They have some good marketing. Old Legends. Yes, Old Spice. But I, I, I always love any brand who, like, hey, we're talking about it, so it's worth it. Um, I know we have some other cool campaigns that I just want to touch on. Ari, you want to bring up one you're thinking about that you saw and sent to me and Aiden this week? So for any Succession fans rest in peace um but i am a huge fan of what kith did this week with brian cox i think that anytime you can get the godfather of succession to model for you in his sort of succession way i think it was a really great way to do sort of a brand campaign with someone who isn't of their normal age demographic but who is in the kith way I wish they had done this closer to the wrap of the series, but I'm sure these things take time, but I really like it. I also think it does in in touch with millennials and people who watch Succession, even though there's an older guy wearing the clothes, it's like he was example of luxury and um, aspiration and like a rich person that they wanted to go after. So I think bring that character to life in a new campaign and the way they post the ad photos, I think it's a, a cool thing that they they did. Speaking of cool, you guys see Netflix beat McDonald's and Nike as Gen Alpha's favorite brand? I see that, but I don't understand it because do either of you feel anything for the Netflix brand? Personally, no. Not more than Nike, that's for sure. But I'm not Gen Alpha, which is... Yeah, me either. I'm old. I see it in the sense that Gen Alpha is like the iPad generation of, hey, let me go click on that app to watch my favorite kitty show that I'm watching. So I think it's recognizable to them where usually like Gen Alphas and stuff, our parents are people of like now we're in the healthier. So I guess like McDonald's wasn't like what they grew up on, like millennials grew up on with the Happy Meal and stuff like that. So I see it as if because they... They're on the, their devices so much that that's like the first app they do. And that's what parents do to keep, keep their attention. But I, I'm really interested how they ran the study to see what, what's their favorite brand. So it was 60,000 7 to 14 year olds. And they studied their buying habits and their internet traffic, I believe. Why are 7 to 14 year olds buying anything except for like... I feel like Snapchat's their favorite brand. That's what I feel like. It's 14-year-olds? Yeah, I feel like that's all. Like, my cousins, if you go, if I looked at that, well, their their usage habits, like, they'll tell you their favorite app is Snapchat. They use Snapchat. So it's interesting that Netflix is their favorite brand. But I understand it in the sense of usage of devices. Like, you see on planes, parents putting, or in, in restaurants, parents putting iPads and making them watch shows. And... Even when we went to Denver to see our new niece, like she was watching Netflix. So like everything is like trying to get the attention and trying to distract 
the gen alpha, but it's it's a cool study. And it's also good to start understanding behavioral habits of generations that are coming up because they will in 10 to 15 years be the new buyers and the new purchasing powers, just how Gen Z are now rising up to do that. So it's good to see where the buyer habits are going, what what the popular apps are, why they're using these apps, where is consumption going. So studying other generations is always good. That's why we have our fellow Gen Z on here to give a, his opinion. We can't call him a fellow Gen Z. Millennials, our our sort of uh, teacher or our our uh, Gen Z teacher. Exactly. Yeah. But to your point about the uh, like. You have to study the generations. Uh, another thing I saw was the monthly ad spend on connected TV ads reached a billion uh, for the first time ever. So like streaming platforms, it just shows like that's going to become ever more prevalent. So like marketers looking ahead, I think that this connected TV, especially with Gen Alpha having Netflix as their coolest brand, there's a trend there. Yeah, I have a few of my D2C brands that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on connected TV, uh, linear TV, and also just like straight up new spots. And for a few of my brands, we spend the most on actually like the NBC track because that's where you get into the Bravo shows. And especially for Vanderpump Rules, that's one of like the most coveted spots for us. And then we also have found a lot, a lot of success on like stream sports. So I think there's definitely a future. And I, I truly have seen the CAC and just sort of the return on your spend for connected TV and linear TV and the whole sort of TV vertical, no matter what we've done, as long as the ad that's running is actually made for TV and you don't just try to recycle an ad that was on meta, that it's been really positive for my brand so i believe in it and we contributed to some of that number so and it's also good to see because i think regular tv was hard to attribute because the only way to attribute it was hey we ran a an ad at this time slot was a sales boost at that time in our stuff but connected tv you could do more targeting you could be more targeted with your ads you could do you could buy cheaper slots than usual um so i think the rise of connected tv also yes streaming is like is the future of tv it is what's currently going on it isn't even the future it's the present of tv so it's where people are spending a lot of time consuming stuff so figuring out where what streaming platform your audience hangs on what's the best to deliver the content you want whether you're trying to go broad and get a uh, larger consumer base or very niche like targeting bravo girlies or stuff like that so this was another episode of what's trending i'll let our compadre gen z say peace out and i'll let um wifey give her last goodbyes oh i want to be nicknamed wifey come on (laughs) peace out everybody peace out see you later Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Marketing Millennials podcast and giving it a five-star rating 
It helps bring more marketers into our community.